Hello and welcome to the Oh Dear Podcast. My name is Christian Duran, Senior Vice President of the Oh Dear Podcast, Oh Dear Nation, Oh Dear Network, Oh Dear Limited, and all subsidiaries there in 4-2 Witch. With me, as always, on the one podcast where we talk about the things that would make your mother clutch her pearls and say, Oh Dear, are my good friends, Nick Whitmer and Brett Rabel. What what is up? Let's get the plug. What if we just pranked everybody and did a 40-second episode? All right, ChristianRanComedy.com. Brett Cohen that, uh, and Fat Hungry Wit. That's your other podcast. And, uh, just the plugs invades. It's a crossover event. Yeah. <laughs> Which will happen. <laughs> I honestly just want to get just the plugs. I gotta I get bigger before I I gotta get I gotta get like one famous guy. Yeah. Right, right. Can one of you, you get famous and be my famous guy? <laughs> I know uh, I know a fat Matt Damon in a in a bandana. <laughs> Maybe uh... Wimmer is wearing a bandana for those listening in audio only format. And uh, speaking, yeah, we were saying that like you can't just like put on a new thing and then not have comedians comment on it. Yeah. So even though he even though the bandana is a good look for wit, it just. You gotta. There's no way I'm not gonna talk about the. (laughs) (laughs) And then you try and you know rummage around for a nickname or a bandana guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Look at this guy, Streets of Rage. (laughs) I figured this this just leans into like the big rig persona or something anyway. So, um, but it really does. Speaking of big rig, no. (laughs) Speaking of those listening. Very soon, I think we're going to be filming these in a studio. Oh in yeah, a Brett, in a Brett compound. Yes, yeah. the the Brett Rabel compound is uh, currently constructing a studio. So there will be, I think, video next week. Actually, ladies and gentlemen, mm-hmm. so brace yourselves for that. It's going to be pretty awesome. Join our YouTube channel that we have to make still. <laughs> yes, sir. I got to get camera ready now. I've been wearing sweatpants for the past year. Yeah. No, actually, I have to <laughs> look good. What if you I wanna... come in with like a, a designer <laughs> and like a stylist? <laughs> She's You're like clipping like, my. One of those like the suits that like McGregor wears. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's just a leather jacket. And she's clipping my hair as uh, what was left yeah. of my hair. I like, no, I like the idea of you coming in with a hair piece. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. And getting the hair piece trimmed. Yeah. <laughs> as if you. <laughs> and a little bit trying to not act like it's a hair piece. Yeah. <laughs> Just putting spray tan on me. No, <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm going live what? in 20 minutes. <laughs> you better make me look good. <laughs> oh, man. I like that. I think you should get some full makeup. Get some full makeup. Some guy liner. Yeah. You're going to get camera ready, Christian. So are you mm-hmm. going to go for a run or what are you, What else are you going to do? Well, yeah, you got to go for a run. I'm, uh, yeah, it's not. I'm going to be shot from the waist up, so that's fine. <laughs> or from the chest up, I should say. So, good. One thing I did want to comment on is that, like, so when we get on this, like, uh, Zencaster is how we record the podcast. You just type in your name and you're invited into the room. And every week, Brett has, like, some kind of interesting name. It'll just be like the franchise or something. <laughs> That's a great wrestler name. I, <laughs> the franchise? Yeah. Um, but today's is Mind Freak. And we almost started to talk about uh, Chris Angel, <laughs> but I was like, we got to talk about it on the podcast. <laughs> Chris Angel is like an amazing 
and we always talk about the time capsule people, but yes. Chris Angel is like such a time capsule <laughs> person for like 2006, <laughs> like that that perfect pickup artist time frame. <laughs> yeah, yeah, very much pickup artist guy. <laughs> I don't know if he dressed like pickup uh, artist or pickup artist dressed like him, but like yeah. they're the same guys. <laughs> <laughs> Those are the, the same dude. The dude, the pickup artist we're referencing, by the way, everybody, the specific most famous one, it was, he had a show called, I think it was called The Pickup Artist the pickup on artist. VH1. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And he but, was a pickup artist. The show was about men were competing to be who could become the best pickup artist. Yeah. Uh, and his name is thought- Mystery. Wasn't yes. it the show? Oh my god! Yes. It was mystery. mystery. Jesus. It was mystery. Yeah, in my name, like, the show would have been for the franchise. <laughs> wasn't um? I thought the show was it really to compete to see who the best? Yes. I thought it was a uh, like they turned nerdy guys into pickup, like to see who could like if they could make them like a queer eye almost, but for the douche yeah. guy. <laughs> I thought no, it was but like it, a competition it, show, but I'm it was I'm competition. Wrong. It was yeah. it was like competition. I so it was like I'm, the last I'm comic eighty percent sure. Yes, last comic standing. So there was just a bunch of aspiring pickup artists who were like, "Dude, yeah. I'm going to show them my game." <laughs> yes, I oh think so. No, 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 no. But it was nerdy guys. It was like yeah, they yeah, chose yeah. people that were, of course, like nerdy or dweebier or were like, "I can't talk to women." And uh, oh, I remember. I thought yes. you meant it was like a uh, like an American Idol where there's like lines of people out the door to audition. <laughs> and they're all like, they're all just pickup artists and they all dress like magicians. It's like uh, it's almost like it's like the um, the opposite end of the spectrum of the Ultimate Fighter. Or, or, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. Uh, it's like six people who all live in a house. And, yes, uh, they get kicked off week after. Well, that must suck for the first person to be kicked off because that was like you probably already go in there with low self esteem, and then to be kicked off first, like, well, you have no hope whatsoever. The, I, I I wonder if you're right. I wonder if they gave it a few weeks cushion just to not. You know, all right, who's going to become, in our pathetic definition of cool, the least of a loser? <laughs> like, <laughs> in our incorrect version of cool. What I find so interesting about it is, like, the there's literally only maybe a three- or four-year gap in, in recent history where you could literally have the job of pickup artist and, like, get, a, get like, a 1099 or whatever. Like, you, like you could literally, like, get paid. You could start a consulting. And, like, you couldn't do that today. Like, that's yeah. a job that only existed from, like, 2005 oh to 2008. <laughs> like, that's the, that's the only way that you could be a professional pickup artist. It's Maybe. like, is there any other industry like that? I mean, that's... That's uh, that's also like the the amazing thing about America. It's all about just like what you can look around. And you're like, all right, well, what do I got? What do I got? What can I sell? It really is. He is a. You have to respect the entrepreneurial talents yeah. of that man because he, you know, I mean, he made a living out of it, dude. That means on his taxes for his expenses, 
Bottle of Crystal. Bottle of Crystal. Like, big, stupid, annoying, fuzzy hat. Yeah. Fedora. Fedora. Eye, yeah. Eyeliner. <laughs> Bow tie. <laughs> vest. Chain wallet. <laughs> boat, <laughs> boat supply of chain wallets. Uh, boat supply. Oh, my God. He just has a Jesus. closet. Mr. Oh my God, this guy. Oh my, oh man. It, oh, I wish we had video. Man, this guy is really, he really is Chris Angel. Yeah. <laughs> he's, he's, he's six. Brett, that's the next. That's six the next. Five, oh, sorry. Go ahead. No, no, no. That's the next. Uh, that's the next uh, cutout we need next to OJ. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> we had a fat head. Um, <laughs> mystery, the pickup artist. Well, they all that all that got traction. the The initial thing that got them like, um, what's it called? Like exposure was Neil Strauss, who's a writer. He was like a writer for Rolling Stone, and then he started doing an article about this like pickup artist like um, subculture, right? Because because and he even stated he's like I was kind of that dude that like wanted to be able to like be a pickup artist so he's yeah. like sort of like oh i'm just writing an article but like slowly got ingratiated into the world his book was like it's kind of interesting um i the uh i knew oh sorry go ahead no and, and then the, he wrote the book and then people got you know aware of the characters and then they started getting shows and stuff like that but like one of the things in the book is about like mm. how to like basically how to like talk to strangers it's more of like how to talk to strangers than like i don't know picking up people or whatever but you can use it for that but um he was saying that like one thing is you just go up to a table and just like like ask them a random question and then try to pretend to try to leave and then go hey you guys want to see a magic trick so that's like (laughs) 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 so you pretend to leave and then you go wait a second i gotta come back guys just on the off chance is there any possibility that you want to see a magic trick (laughs) i know i just like that (laughs) i know i just asked you what your cup sizes were but (laughs) i know this is kind of a non sequitur but i know magic also so would you like to see a trick it's basically yeah it's basically just like trying to like ingratiate yourselves to strangers who might be defensive that's basically the whole the whole strategy so like you do magic tricks you're like here let me entertain you for a second and then you do Mm. the magic trick and they're like oh this guy seems like a nice guy even though he just fucking yeah fireball in his hand and next thing you know you're fucking him (laughs) yeah (laughs) how sick is that's that's the next chapter right (laughs) yeah i'm like and i don't think it ended well for not ended well like badly in terms of like um death or anything but like yeah these guys you know they've i feel like they've had some well, I, I gotta say this uh mystery the pickup artist what a surprise survivor of the me too era he didn't <laughs> <laughs> i know really talk about if you were like if you told me about me too uh, he is a person you're like how he, no way no way that but he crazy. did I, he does Dude, he has so much game that no one regrets it. <laughs> <laughs> and that's the mystery. 
<laughs> but it's also like people oh who got me too were only people who had profiles. If you were a has been, no one is going to bring yeah. that shit up. You're not. Yeah. No woman in 2016 is going to admit that she fucked mystery in 2007. <laughs> like, oh my god! Dude. Like to to accuse him of a me too is to admit that you yeah. fucked that guy. <laughs> so you're not going <laughs> to tell anybody that you did that. Oh my god! Oh man, he is wow. He is wearing. Dude, he is like if Will is someone. Dude, he's like if someone tried to dress as modern Willy Wonka, but only could shop at Hot Topic. Do you know? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That's so funny. Oh god, I wish people could see what mystery looked like. Let me see. This Just guy. Google him, guys. Mystery, the pickup yeah. artist. He is. That was like the whole like. That was like the throws, the last throws of like male-dominated society, which is like. There was that shit. There was like Tucker Max's I Hope You Serve Beer yeah. in Hell. Oh, and, right. The Man Show. The Man yeah. Show. And then there was like a Spike TV, TV for men. And then, yep. you know, like that, that was, was like, like the was last really... time anybody catered anything to men. And it was so embarrassing <laughs> that everybody stopped. Yeah. It was a last gasp. That it was like the Axe, Axe body spray years of like. <laughs> yeah. Maxim. Yeah. 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 And yeah, uh, all that like Spike TV. You're exactly right, and that's when like the Ultimate Fighter was starting, and like Pickup Artist, uh, Rock of Love. I mean, even oh, that was yeah. like that well, was like he, weirdly. He Brett's everywhere. Very proud, man. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was um, that was like an interesting. That was like the last trashy time you could have. Ah. I'm not really sure what happened. It was like I, the very end of it. I think we woke up and we're like, guys, this house is really messy. Like, <laughs> <laughs> you know, like, it was like, oh man, this is kind of disgusting. We're this is too much, right? Yeah. But it's it like it's is, post. It's like post nine eleven stuff. Everything got so serious, and then like right <laughs> around like oh five, people started like hating the war in Iraq and like yeah. questioning like Katrina was around then. So like I think it just created this weird cesspool society where like everybody, every normal person was like still trying to be like, guys, come on for the country. And then like all these trashy people were like, fuck it. <laughs> yeah. yeah. We could be taken out by terrorists at any moment. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it was the real YOLO. Dude, that, yeah. I think that was, it was that the years when like, like think of what was number one, number one on the charts, like Creed made it to number one. Like, yeah, that, oh, yeah. like that, like, well, how would you describe that lead singer? The very, you know, Nickelback is the most famous version of it. Mm-hmm. And I'm not even a person who is just like, ah, Nickelback sucks. I'm like, I don't really know. I, is it that bad? I don't know if it's that bad. Nickelback's <laughs> not any different. I, we, we talked about it on the podcast a, a long time ago. But to me, if you really want to hate somebody, it's puddle of mud. <laughs> like yeah. they're they're just so yeah. ugh. Um, yeah. But Nickelback, I mean, there's not. I mean, it's like it's pop rock, and it, rock and roll basically died. Dude. They they were like the only rock and roll band anymore that exists today that anybody respects is the Foo Fighters, mm-hmm. and it's just because Dave Grohl was in Nirvana and Dave Grohl's a personality. That's the only rock band anybody respects. All the other rock bands are just kind of like, it's this weird time. I, I, you know, we got to put some respect on some great bands. The Killers, the Strokes. Well, that, but they're not, I don't even know if they're considered like rock bands. They're kind of like 
they're kind of poppy and they're kind of indie and they're kind of like That's, I don't know. They have their own like I don't know. I'm talking indie, about like yeah. traditional like right. Arena you know, rock? two guitars. Drummers, I see what you're saying. Yeah, lead vocals. Like the Killers is like something completely different. Like the, the Foo Fighters is just like yeah. hard guitar. It's like old school. It's like rock. You are right. Yeah, rock think, and roll. Uh, you know. I think Queens of the Stone Age has like is like just yeah. under Foo Fighters in terms. Yeah, of Yeah, I would say that. Yeah, that's probably true. That like hard rock sound, I think. No, no, yeah. they're not as big though. Foo they're Fighters, not as big. No, no. Maybe that's an really American thing. And I um, so. yeah. the only other guy, uh, um, Stone Temple Pilots, and that guy killed himself. What was his name again? Oh, uh, stupid. Something Scott Weiland. I liked those bands. I don't man. think he did. He no, kill no, himself no, 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 not he... that guy. I'm sorry. The, the the guy who killed himself was the. Uh, oh, I know you're talking, Chris. Uh... Yeah, terrible radio guys. <laughs> but, uh, um, who's the guy who killed himself again? Um, 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 Do you, uh, there's been a lot of dudes who killed themselves. Jer- right. Epstein. Because yeah. it Epstein. <laughs> was it Epstein? <laughs> uh, that's that's Chris Cornell. Chris Cornell. Um, he was in Soundgarden and like another. Yeah. Wasn't he in another band too? Audio like, Slave. Audio Slave. Like they they were they might still be up there if he uh, was still around. But yeah, everybody's kind of like gone for rock, and um, I guess the I, you know Nickelback was like the last very popular poppy rock band that people kind of rolled their eyes at. Like they're yeah. like White Snake or you know what I mean, like any of those like uh-huh. yeah. <laughs> and it's just people started hating on them, and then the whole genre died. So. Yeah. Like the last thing people remember about rock is the Foo Fighters and how sh- shitty Nickelback was, which quite honestly is, I mean, it's definitely not fair. I mean, they just it's were, not. they weren't doing anything more shitty than a dozen other bands. You know what I mean? You know, there was a lot of embarrassingly kind of poppy, you know, I don't know, just kind of but shitty. Rock also, bands. here's the thing. Like, can you blame someone? He did the best he could. Clearly it connected on some level. Yeah. And can you blame, even if, even if we can, even if there was this implicit agreement or from everybody that like they were lame and sucky and everything, would anyone, is Chad Kroger lame and a loser? No, dude, he, like he did it. Like not everyone <laughs> has to be the best art rocker. Yeah. It's okay to be played at Rite Aid. The songs are good enough and good for him. He like, yeah. he, he won the game of life. Yeah, I don't. It's just like it's one of those opinions that I hate. That's just it's just an easy opinion to have to say like Nickelback and they just suck. Like their music is lame or whatever. I'm like, <clears throat> it's like that. It's like when somebody says Kim Kardashian is like, dude, she's famous for nothing. I'm like, I don't care. Like, shut up. Like, how easy is that stupid opinion to have? Like, yeah, it's like Larry the Cable Guy is fucking bullshit. I'm like, so. Uh, yeah 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 like go listen to david cross albums like yeah stop it who's yeah it's okay yeah you can like david cross and like clearly larry the cable guy is good like i'm (laughs) sorry he clearly is he fucking rips and it's like people love it there has to be like a it's a it's like mcdonald's sells the most cheeseburgers it doesn't mean that mcdonald's cheeseburgers are inherently bad it doesn't make them good either it's like this yeah. other category of popular that like the, yeah. the part of the reason why they're so popular is accessibility and things like that and like nickelback was one of those bands that and by the way it's not like they sold out it's not like they right. started off like as a heavy metal band and then started making pop they, they were nickelback from day one like you know what i mean like they just got successful doing what they always wanted to do 
So even more so, not a reason to hate on him. And, you know, it's so, I, I don't know. It, it, to me, it's, it's uh, everybody, it's like fun to make fun of somebody. And it's also fun to like, everybody liked Nickelback, just like everybody liked Star Wars Episode One until people started not liking them. And then it became like this tastemaker. <laughs> yeah. Like right. that whole, uh, the, your opinion on Nickelback says something about you. And then that's when people started shitting on them even more, and everybody jumped ship. They're like, "Oh, I don't, I couldn't, I don't like Nickelback. What do you fuck you, dude?" I don't, I don't and, like and meanwhile, Nickel, like Nickelback, yeah, they're like McDonald's, where you're like, "Oh yeah, none of you like it." Over eight billion sold. Yeah, yeah, yeah. exactly. You're like, yeah, <laughs> none of you like it. Um, I will say that I don't have that bias toward Creed, but it is funny that just this morning. And uh, whatever uh, I was watching, somebody made like a video. They edited together, like some clips from a wrestling thing going on, like a, like a match that's about to happen. And they were like, here's the story so far, but they set it to Creed, my sacrifice. And I don't, I was like, let me be open-minded. Let me just check it out. And I was like, this is not the right song. <laughs> like, it's not, like it's so, A, it's so overused and B, it's just like, eh, don't use that song. <laughs> well, I'll go the other way with Creed in, in this sense is like we talk about Nickelback was always Nickelback from day one. Maybe they, they were a oh, touch right. harder at the beginning, but, in, but uh, Creed started as a hard Christian, Christian rock band. Yeah. And they were very Christian Rocky and they were very like yeah. Jesus-y. And then they had the crossover phase. And then when they crossed over, that's when songs like My Arms Wide Open and they got yeah. kind of like cheesy. Um, yeah. And they, so like, yeah. you know, that that's a little bit more like, oh yeah, you let success get to your head and you changed and then you, you know, started making more poppy stuff. Like yeah. if you're like a hardcore Creed fan from day one, I could understand why you would not like Creed the way they ended up. Mm-hmm. Um, for a kick, like Sarah, we, I don't know, we were making fun of a Creed song recently for some reason. And then I went back and like looked at their, their Spotify. I was like, they've been coming out with records. I think like, I want to be like, I want to say that yeah. they've had like three or four records. Out. I'm going to look right now. Um, but you know what people, people who like diss them, it's not even like, it's, it's kind of like the thing of like, uh, people who were like shitting on dane cook or whatever it's like they don't really care they don't have an issue with the person it's more like they have an issue with their fans so then they like attack that person right imagine a creed fan imagine a person who's like thinks that's those lyrics are like the deepest like dude i just like really means a lot to me and you're just like uh like like, oh by the way we were We got cut off before, but I was doing the, the voice. It's like, when you are with me, I'm free. And I realized. Honestly, dude, I'm like, I think you could lead a band. Uh, well, here's, I'm about to, I'm about to uh, give away the secret sauce here. I realized this is how you do the oh, voice. So go. anybody, if you want to front your own Creed type band, this is what you do. Use. You open up your throat a little bit and then put, put your, try to like keep your tongue in the middle of your mouth. (laughs) Like, (laughs) like try to keep the tip of your tongue on the roof of your mouth and sing and go, (laughs) and then, and then here's, here's the last step. You just do an Adam Sandler impression. (laughs) (laughs) 
<laughs> and then you're and then you're Scott Stapp. When you are with me, I'm free. It just has and it has a dash of little Nikki. Yeah. <laughs> a fucking like extra you little know it. Uh, it has a touch of like, the Metallica oh, ending every song with uh, like you have to, every every word oh, that you end the sentence with has to have like a uh, yeah. that guy's voice. We am free. I do. I swear to God. Like if you watch enough South Park, that's the only voice they do when they sing a song. <laughs> it's a little bit like Michael McDonald, but a lot like Scott Stapp. <sighs> yeah. That's why South Park is so funny because there's no like even a like attempt to sound like you know I mean? <laughs> right. Yeah. Well, you know what? When I saw uh, Book of Mormon, which is written by those guys, and they did the songs and everything, um, there was one song. Like all the songs are great, but there was one song I was like, "Oh, those that was written by the South Park guys, absolutely," yeah. well, because it's it's called "Man Up," and it's a song about like man up. It's, it's that exact part was making. He goes, "You got it's time to man up." He had to man up. <laughs> the, uh, it's like the stupidest thing a singer could do to make it sound like they're singing well. <laughs> <laughs> and there's no way you don't put that in unless you oh, know what you're shit. doing comedically. <laughs> oh man, that's so, it. Really is. As someone like, who's like, I'm a casually like, I love South Park. I know yeah. exactly the voice you're talking yeah. about. Anytime someone's singing a, a dramatic song in South Park, <laughs> they always have to like almost. It's like that. It's like a weird almost crying thing where they're like, "When my country got." <laughs> Oh man, what was the jailer? New season of that coming out? Like, I think we're I mean, due for like a kick-ass South Park. I know they had like a quarantine special. I didn't watch it. Yeah, they did. They did like two specials. They did like a, a pandemic special last year and a quarantine special this year. But they've been on break. They might. I'm sure they're coming back in the fall. It's because it's not like they're like writing stories up until. Um, Their goal should yeah. try to be to get canceled. I know, really. They're so, like at this man. point in time, like just go like way over the top. Like it'd be like really fucking hilarious. Well, it's weird because now they just get like the like it's hard for them to get controversy anymore because people are just go, oh, well, they're like grandfathered in in a weird way. And animation is. is too. I've seen some family guy jokes that I was like, dude, like, yeah, now it's like only like a year or two old. And I'm like, Jesus, dude. And I'm like, can you get away with that? Like, mm-hmm. but like these shows, especially animated shows, people just don't really fuck with them. Plus, the the networks they're on will defend them to the death because they make so much money for those companies. Yeah, oh, that's a like great the point. only show that does well on the company. And, and it, it's really also probably relates to. I mean, the, make no mistake, those shows are like incredibly well written. But yeah. animated shows absolutely lend themselves to merchandise. Yeah. And that they is make- where money, 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 I think, yeah. resides. Yeah. Um, so historically for South Park, I don't know if there's any like new South Park merch that makes tons of this day, but for the longest time, they made a killing. Um, but, you know, the funny thing is, is like with The Simpsons and a poo and yeah. like, you know, 
if you watch South Park, they just do all of the Asian voice. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like yeah. they do every voice. Yeah. Like it is like no one says a fucking word about the fucking uh, shitty wall guy. You know, in South <laughs> <Yeah>. Park. <laughs> Goddamn Mongolian, tear down my shitty wall. No one says a word about that, and it's just a white. It's just me. It's like me <laughs> just doing it just now. Yeah. It's like it's so over the top, and like that's why it's funny. It's because it's so over the top. Um, yeah. But uh, yeah, no one has said a word about that. You you are right. They are grandfathered in because and even a, imagine a story. They're not you know imagine someone getting mad about South Park. Almost everyone can unilaterally like go like it is South Park. That's like what they do. Yeah. Like get over. You gotta get over. But also South Park is also like they're also yes they're like obviously lean into being like. Uh, like hilariously provocative yeah but that's also the key word is like hilariously like there's always like a undeniable logic or comedy with the stuff they make it's like it's stupid but it is it's sharp like it is incisive so that's probably i think a component of why they get away with it so to speak get away with i read an article about them a while maybe like a year or two ago about like um somebody was basically criticizing them for, and it was kind of like uh, a youngish writer or whatever. It's like they were criticizing them for like, Oh, well they just never take a stance on anything. They never take a side. What? So they, they just, la- they just like stand on the sidelines and point and laugh. It's like, that's bullshit, dude. And I'm like, oh, like how is that bullshit? <laughs> they're, because they're just like, uh, they did that one episode about, um, man bear pig which is basically climate change Uh, and uh and then they did one like within the last couple years that was like a rehash so the the first one was like al gore is an idiot for believing in man bear pig and then the new one was man bear pig is real and we were like basically not we apologize but like yes we admit that man bear pig is real so it was like (laughs) oh like a meta kind of thing and you know people were like well it's about time (laughs) um but there was one – I'm sorry, real quick. Yeah. There was one thing that made me laugh uh, was um, I was listening to this South Park podcast where these people just kind of like analyze it. And they're, they have like a thoughtful discussion about like the episodes and stuff. It was kind of interesting to listen to. But there was one episode about like anxiety. And essentially the episode ends with like them going like, yeah, everybody's anxious. It's okay. Just like be like just um, – just relax. Like it's not that big a deal. Just sure. like take a breath and just know that you're being, know that you're being anxious or whatever. Um, and then the people on the podcast were just like, you know, I like every episode of South Park, but this one I have anxiety and I didn't like this one. Yeah. I just didn't think they're qualified to know what they're talking about. And sure. I'm like, oh, so you picked the thing, you laughed at everything until it came to you. Yeah, uh, right, right, right. That's. That's uh, and it's fine, and it's like I think it's fine, it's fine yeah. to laugh at other people, and then when it comes on to you, not laugh because it's yeah. very that makes sense. It's because it's personal to you, but it's also like you need to have the awareness to realize right. that. Yeah, oh, right. Well, when they were making fun of other people, uh, I laughed, and now that it's on me, I have to also just go, okay, this is what they do. Like, there's there's like a nuance. That's the I keep saying it, the death of nuance. We have there's no nuance anymore. It's just everything is all or nothing. Everything is fucking Nazi or communist or whatever the <laughs> fuck. It's just ridiculous time we live in. 
That is true, you fucking Nazi. But um, it makes, me, <laughs> makes me yearn for the Nickelback days, mm. the old Chris Angel days. Oh, yep. God damn! Really, it was that. Are we gonna look back and be like, man, that was the twenties? That was the <laughs> roaring fun twenties. Like, yeah, yeah, there was a depression in the thirties, but those twenties were great, man. <laughs> Weren't they? I just think uh, that like. I, I don't know. I, did I that one of us had a either me or Christian or somebody had a bit about this a long time ago that like something like the, the what if Chris Angel is Jesus? <laughs> because like he he's here, he's walking on water, he's doing all this shit and no one believes him. You know what I mean? <laughs> like what if that's what if he's the coming of Christ? He's like, guys, I'm a Chris Angel. Guys, I'm yeah, trying to tell yeah. you. I'm doing like, and like everybody's like, get out of here. You <laughs> <Yeah>. look stupid. <laughs> I would be like, why are you fucking so many women then? Jesus. <laughs> he does have the six pack abs. That's the thing. Right. When you look up Chris angel, as I just did, I was like, well, he did go to the gym. True. People would love to see him get nailed to. <laughs> cross. <laughs> <laughs> uh, oh my god what an interesting what's that guy, guy doing now dude he just know. looks at the vegas. camera it's got to be vegas he's i mean he's it's got to yep. be vegas residency yep vegas he's and 53 he just does he still because it would be an awesome reinvention if he just came out as like you know christopher in a oxford button down and it's like guys i can't do that anymore like i gotta like he just reinvented himself. Do you know what I yeah. mean? And was yeah. like over it and kind of maybe still did some of the shit, but unenthusiastically like that was part of the shtick. Cause he's like, I gotta be a fucking magician. And it's like <laughs> a magician who resents the magic. <laughs> yeah. Chris angel, like mine, I don't know, father or something. Like that. He just changes <laughs> the whole game. I was wondering, like, you know, what's ripe for a documentary is like the so the world of like magicians. There might be that already, but like, I wonder if like, if like e- like Pendulette and like David Blaine all think Chris Angel's a hack. Yeah, <laughs> or oh like, my god, like they have the convention every year. And who and are the tastemakers? Who is like the? Oh right, my god! Yeah, this is the leader of the like. Maybe you know, Chris Angel's like the Nickelback of magic. That's and, what like, I think. They're, yeah. they're all just like, Ugh, this guy again. <laughs> no, but then one of them like is always like, no, but he does have chops. Like he is. Yeah. <laughs> and one of them is like, who cares? Like, why are you mad about it? <laughs> yeah, yeah, I feel like Angelette's I, probably the guy who's like, guys, come on, who cares anymore? We're all old. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. I bet David Blaine is probably like the Tarantino of right. like magic. In that, like, he came out and people thought he might have be like a flash in the pan. Right. And then throughout the years, he's just gained more, more, more and more respect because his mm-hmm. work has been good. To the point where now he's like, all right, you know, he's Tarantino. He's he's a uh, he's a named guy. He's like probably the what the most respected filmmaker of his era, I guess of the '90s. Like he, I've been listening to a lot of podcasts with him lately, and he's just been talking about. He's even like acknowledged the ripoff movies that <laughs> that came out after Pulp Fiction. Um, what are like, ripoff? What are they? Boondock Saints. Um, Terrible. Eight Heads in a Duffel Bag something like that. Go, I think, is one of them, I, uh, and something else. But he actually named one which i want to watch now he goes because they were like which one is the best one of all your ripoffs 
And he goes, Oh, love at 45 was like, he's like, that was like, I've never heard of it or seen it. He's like, that was like the best one they did. I was like, all right, that's pretty witty. Some good scenes and like clever, clever writing. It's like, you kind of, you didn't do me, but you, you did it pretty well. Tarantino is so interesting to me because I, I listen to him also because he's, he's doing press right now for his new book that yeah. he wrote. Um, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, the novel sp- uh, sponsor of today's Oh Dear podcast. Um, <laughs> no, uh, he, uh, he's, he's, he's very like matter of fact. And like when people praise him for being like the best, he's, he's very he kind of accepting it. of it, but he's yeah. also doesn't, he's not arrogant. It's, it's a, he toes the line so weird of like, verging on like arrogant to the point of almost unlikable but then completely humble at the same time yeah he, he's a very interesting person it's funny he's uh there was a clip of him because i i love that dude and i study i've yeah, seen same. like a lot of stuff but like he's uh they got him for like some amc movie of the week kind of thing so he uh-huh. introduces the movie before they show it on tv <laughs> and the movie they were showing was there will be blood and he was like, this tonight's movie that I picked is There Will Be Blood. It's by Paul Thomas Anderson. Paul Thomas Anderson is a good one of my best friends. Uh, one of my like biggest rivals in terms of like not like a right you know, like a just you know artistic a, rival. Artistic like, rival. I want to like, make something better than you. But in like exactly. a, like you're not like a, a healthy competition. Right. Yeah. Fun way. But and he's like He's like, he makes me better and I make him better. He's like, there was Marlon Brando and Montgomery Cliff. He's like, the thing is, is like uh, Marlon Brando was better because there was Montgomery Cliff and Montgomery Cliff was better because Marlon Brando existed. He's like, I'm Marlon Brando and he's Montgomery Cliff. (laughs) (laughs) I was a little bit like, yeah, you kind of, you douche. (laughs) That's a funny, like, let me take the one that literally everybody knows and (laughs) (laughs) actually don't know Montgomery Cliff. I, I don't know enough old Hollywood. That's old. really funny. And I mean, there is truth to that in terms of Tarantino's movies have made more money. They have more commercial viability. Yeah. That doesn't mean art is better, but it does uh, factor yeah. into he certainly has a higher fame level. Um, yeah. Plus, he gets like the most quintessentially Hollywood actors every time. Yeah, he does. Now, I think it happened after Death Proof. Once and he talked about it a little bit. Once Death Proof bombed, oh, he talked. He said, uh, he said once uh, he would always write his own scripts, so people would just stop sending him scripts for mm. movies to direct. He's like, but as soon as like the week that Death Proof didn't do well, um, they started sending him scripts again. Like, oh wow! <laughs> like, oh, he must be insecure. He must be. Let's see if he'll do our script. He's like, they were okay. He's like, one was like a Westworld reboot. He's like that. I almost did because it seemed like a good idea and it seemed interesting. Um, but he was like, "Yeah, no." And then he immediately started finishing Inglorious Bastards, and he made that. And he's like, "Fuck it." That was after yeah. Death Proof. Yeah, mm-hmm. wow. that was right after Death Proof. But the, the, here's my, my the I got off track. The thing was like when he made Inglorious Bastards, he wanted uh, Brad Pitt and Leonardo DiCaprio for the lead roles. Um, of Hans Landa, Leonardo DiCaprio. Um, and then he realized he needed like a, a actual dude who speaks German. But like, when I think about that, I'm like, Oh, he made death proof. I mean, he like from the beginning, he didn't really have like stars, stars, like big, big, like the top level guy, like Pulp Fiction. Bruce Willis was like the biggest star at the time. Mm-hmm. But like Jackie Brown is Max Forrester, Sam Jackson, who wasn't 
fully Sam Jackson yet and Pam Greer. And then Kill Bill's like Uma Thurman, who's pretty big, but not like like top of the top, right? Sure. Then Death Proof was like Kurt Russell and a bunch of people like that aren't super famous except like maybe Rosario Dawson. And that didn't do well. So I think he went like, all right, let me get some let me get some stars in this to like make sure. <laughs> yeah, just, yeah, to, yeah. <laughs> just to make sure we get some money back on yeah. this. So Brad Pitt, like right away. Brad Pitt, then, BJ Novak. Of course. Yeah. <laughs> I, I like giving him second billing. Yeah. I got your back, BJ. Go work Eli on the Roth. office. <laughs> and then the next movie, Django, he wanted Will Smith and Leonardo DiCaprio. Like Will Smith is the top of the top. Like what an idiot what? for turning that down. He turned it down for something stupid too. I talk about After that. Earth. It was After Earth, which is the movie that's that's Will Smith's um, you described it, Christian, like they were like, this is going to be Avatar level big. We're going to have a fucking theme park. Yeah, there's like, a book written about it. It's um, We've talked about it before, but it's, it's yeah, there's literally, they had rides planned, like a hell, you know, universe planned, action figures planned. But they had it all planned out. This is what's also interesting. Just talk, like uh, an actor passing on a crazy big movie I've recently learned. I saw a video of Matt Damon talked about how he was offered 10% of uh avatar like they were like if you star in this we will give you 10 percent of the either well profit whatever it is profit probably and he was he turned it down and uh my doppelganger was smart to turn it down because one there's still (laughs) only ever been one avatar movie like right. what yeah. the fuck is going? Avatar's retarded. But it's they're they're waiting av- fifteen years to release the second one, and they expect anybody to give a fuck. Like this is what three hundred did with three hundred and one. This is what Sin City did with Sin City two. Like you can't if you're gonna make a sequel and try to like make like a huge series out of it, you can't make one and then wait twelve years to make the second one. Like that's just like what are you doing? Well, hey, we'll see. You know, we'll see. I mean, I'm sure it'll still make enough. It, dude, it's gonna be on McDonald's cups. Like, it's yeah, gonna. I'm sure it will. It's gonna well, make a lot of money. I, I, I would never count James Cameron out because James Cameron is the master of like sequels. Like his first sequel is Aliens, which was like Alien was his own thing, and then he elevated Aliens Two to be this huge, like, awesome movie. Like Alien is like this horror movie, and then. Aliens 2 is like this badass, like the epitome of what we call like an action movie is that. And then he made Terminator 2, which is like one of the greatest action movies of all time. Mm. So Avatar 2's got like, it's probably going to be something completely different and like interesting. He, I don't think he's made a bad movie. That's uh, honestly like, no, I don't. I don't know his body work as well, but I mean, again, yeah, like even True Lies is pretty good. But Avatar, here's the thing. James Cameron, at least some of the movies I think of him probably associate Avatar most. It is, they're movies that are so definitely meant to be movies. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah. he is intending this to be, but then you're like, yeah. Alien is, I don't know, is he, he isn't just tacky. Yeah, he's like. I don't know. He's he's got something. To, sorry, I got a baby on me. Christian is uh, holding a baby. Um, whose baby is that? <laughs> we just found him. <laughs> it's not That's Miles. What, <laughs> I was talking to. We were talking to a comic the other day at a show, and he was talking about how like because um, we had a C section, and he had a C section. His wife had a C section, 
And he was saying that like, it felt like they just gave us a baby. Like they put a sheet over the thing. So it just feels like they're like, uh, just take one of the ones from the, the bin. <laughs> yeah. That's like a Chris Angel magic trick. You want to be on the Oh Dear podcast? Look oh at that. God. Look at that guy. It's I, his does debut. Does he look like me? He yeah. Did. He actually, he's really, wow, he's very cute. He's a cute baby. Yeah. Want to be a Gerber baby? Make some money for this family. That's right. He needs to start paying fucking paying rent. This dude is a total leech, total parasite. Brett's like, as someone who doesn't pay rent myself, I know. <laughs> uh, I mean, I can relate. He can. He and I can relate, man. I know what it's like. <laughs> That's hilarious. But um, yeah, James Cameron is. I he makes movie movies. Even like Titanic is like a movie, movie. It's like, it's it, big and bombastic and not afraid to be, yeah, like direct and clear yeah. and even obvious. And not in like a. I don't mean that in a shitty way, but like, yeah, it doesn't ever like really really surprise you. Yeah, some of them I'm thinking of at least. He's like, I want to make a four quadrant movie, so I'm going to put a sappy love movie yep. in for the ladies with like, you know, the best looking heartthrob at the time. Yeah, and I'm going to make a CGI disaster movie for the guys. Yeah, so it's a perfect date night movie for everybody. <laughs> yeah, and then it made a bajillion dollars, and he was absolutely right. Yeah, and they were great. They are great. And then Michael yeah, the Bay last- tried to steal his formula. The, the last feature that he made was Avatar. That was the last Avatar, feature he made. 2009. Yep. Oh. So wait, that was interesting. So Michael Bay, you're saying, aped uh, James Cameron's thing, his style? Well, that's like Pearl Harbor. I mean, he literally tried to make the same. They tried to make the same movie, which they do anytime a movie's a big hit. Right. Like Pearl Harbor is a sappy love story. They're like, all right, uh, Titanic love story. Uh, against a big uh, tragedy disaster. What's the next disaster tragedy movie. disaster? Uh, Pearl Harbor. Okay, cool. But love who's story hot right Pearl now? Harbor. Yeah, mm-hmm. love story in Pearl Harbor. Make it three hours and it's going to make a billion dollars and it right. did not do that. Mm-hmm. But, um, but and he's Michael Bay made Armageddon mm-hmm. and uh, which is my like <laughs> I always use that movie to sum up like the Bush era because <laughs> <laughs> It's all, and maybe even like the Trump area to some degree, but it's like, it's all about like, there's a comet coming to earth. It's like all these NASA scientists with their book smarts can't do (laughs) shit about it. (laughs) What it's going to take is some Texas oil riggers with some good old common sense. Some good old boys. It's literally the fantasy. It's like like the the, the whole pull them up by the bootstraps people. It's like the same thing with Doomsday Prepper. It's like, hey, when society goes all the way, you're going to need me. You're going to need – it's like I'm glad the only way you're useful is if all of society collapses. Great. You're you're awesome. Thanks for, <laughs> thanks for your contribution, you fucking loser. That's so – how did the movie go? Did the scientists send them up there? Yeah, well, and then they, they figured they saved the day. So basically, friend- real quick, so NASA looked around and was like, well, we're we're all clearly pussies. So, but yeah. what's also so funny about NASA is 
No, they're absolutely a bajillion not. times not. <laughs> like that, yeah. that is not like, what NASA. <laughs> they're the greatest yeah. people on earth. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> the like, only, <laughs> and by the way, the only NASA character who anybody liked was played by Bill Billy Bob, Bob Thornton. <laughs> the so Texas just to give guy. You an idea, even even the the smart people, the redneckiest smart people, was the only one anybody cared about. Yeah, He's but I the remember there was that scene sense. where like Bruce Willis is, gets called in, being brief on the whole situation. And Bruce Willis is like bossing all these Nazi scientists or Nazi yeah. NASA scientists. <laughs> yeah, that was a weird movie. Um, but he's like, there's that scene where he's just like, yeah, what's your contingency plan? And there's like contingency plan. He's like, yeah, your backup plan. I'm like, yeah, I don't think the oil rig guy has to explain to a NASA scientist <laughs> yeah. what the word contingency yeah. means. It's so stupid. <laughs> yeah, it's so funny. Oh, um, the idea of NASA not accounting for one thing going wrong. <laughs> it's uh, uh, our our mutual friend Vince Phillips had that that great joke. He was. Um, that summed that movie up so well. He's like, in that movie, they taught astronaut. It's like, wouldn't it be easier to teach astronauts how to drill instead of drillers how to astronaut? Like, <laughs> <laughs> just like people train their whole lives to, to become astronauts, but they just sent up some Texas dudes. <laughs> oh my God. That's fucking hilarious, man. You know what the answer to that is? It wouldn't be a movie. <laughs> you need that's the red true. <laughs> That is true. They, those really are, they should be in the fantasy genre. But it's one of the best movie, it's like one of the best movie theater movies ever, in my opinion, because it's just fun and it's like stupid and it's like it requires not, not a ton of thought, but it's like it, you, And there's something nice about movies where like you can go get popcorn and you're, it's okay. Yeah. Do you know what so I mean? Much, <laughs> exactly. So much so that uh, this movie Armageddon is like a criterion in the Criterion Collection, which is like the most artistic of artistic movies, like eight and a half and like, like, uh, wait, Lestrata. is it really? It really is. Like, wow. Like, Good. It's a, I'm glad I rewatched yeah. that. We, I rewatched it like a year ago and I was just like, it's, it's like, it's just one of those movies that it's fun to trash. Like you're watching yeah. and you're just like making fun of everything in the scene. Like, yeah. you know, like how dumb it is and how over the top it is. I can't believe yeah. that that's a criterion movie. Yeah. I don't, I, I usually don't like doing that that much, especially with like, I hate it's so bad. It's good because it just feels right. like a waste of time. But my brother and I did that to uh three ninjas, <laughs> the first one. And I don't know if I've laughed harder just watching yeah. three, especially a movie that you love when you're a kid. Yeah. And then, Which is wh- three ninjas, three ninjas. Oh, I've just showed my age. <laughs> Came three out in ninjas. 1971. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> starts, starts Al Pacino. And, uh, oh, it's so funny, man. It, uh, Jackie Gleason is the grandpa. In it. Yeah. <laughs> I don't really know. You know what? It was trying to capitalize on, I guess, Karate Kid. Again, yeah. it's like whenever there's a successful movie, mm-hmm. they take none of the lessons of the successful movie and they just like take all the texture of it and try to remake right. that. So They're it's like uh, karate's in right now. So it's yeah, like, exactly, it's exactly. Like, yeah, not um, yeah. After the Hunger not, Games, another movie came out, Bow and Arrow Girl. <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> But there were, there were like three there, there were, yeah. Archer, there was, there archery or whatever that one yeah. is. Yeah. No, dystopian. The, yeah. It's the dystopian vibe of the hunger games. There was like a whole another yeah. series. I forget what it was called. Divergent. 
yeah, divergent. Yeah. yeah. It's just yeah, it's, young teens up against a government that is yeah. controlling everybody. Hot young yeah. teens. Yes. Yeah, Excuse me. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but but I, I, real quick on, can I, wait, go ahead. Sorry. No, 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 no. I'm, I'm going into three ninjas. So you go. So hot young teens. I want to stay on that real quick. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. Uh, the actors who are like 30, or like late twenties playing hot young teens. I actually like that because I can feel comfortable knowing I'm attracted to them. Does that make sense? Or I'm like, <laughs> yeah. I don't have to be afraid that I find this 31 year old or this 27 year old <laughs> woman hot. I, she's clearly 27. So it's okay. It's okay. Rachel McAdams clearly 24. And that's yeah. great. She's super pretty. I love the idea of Brett watching a movie and then like going to IMDb while he's watching it to find the ages and then be like, oh, phew. (laughs) God. He was really disappointed the last time he watched My Girl. Yeah. (laughs) They're underage. He turns it off. He's like, oh, no. What did I do? He's like, well, what if she's 24 now while he's watching My Girl? (laughs) Um, But but, uh, Three Ninjas ninjas. is a movie. Yeah. Basically, I think it was like based off the the hype of Karate Kid and Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Mm. So there's a lot of ninja movies in yeah, Double Dragon and like, Double Dragon and yeah, Surf Ninjas. Of, yeah, Surf. Oh, you know, you know what exactly? It's exactly this. It's they they went uh, Home Alone. It's Home Alone meets Ninja Turtles and Karate Kid. That's exactly what it is. That's exactly what it wow. is because that's exactly how they pitched it too. I'm sure. I'm positive. That's how they pitch it because what happens is uh, there's these three kids and their grandfather is Japanese. The three whitest kids you've ever seen in your life. Their grandfather's Japanese. <laughs> <laughs> and he trains them to be ninjas, but their parents don't want them to be ninjas because like the mom or the dad are like, who are both white, I think. <laughs> like somehow not a trace of Asian. <laughs> no, not anywhere near there. But like the parents are like, don't train them. Like we gave up that lifestyle. You're not supposed to be doing ninja shit. But the grandpa secretly trains them to be ninjas. And then uh, like some evil, uh, evil ninja master with a ponytail uh is like <clears throat> trying to get revenge on the grandpa so i think he what does he do he either kidnaps the grandpa or the kids it like he does something and then he sends like some stupid goons he hires like some stupid like uh, bumbling stoner like goons to go abduct the kids and then the kids like set up traps in the house mm. to, but also ninja kick them <laughs> <laughs> So you got marbles under the welcome mat and then, yeah. like, <laughs> and then a kick to the face. Yeah, yeah. They like kick a paint can and it, and they get all painty. Um, yeah. And then like they have to use their ninja training to beat the, the crooks that are coming to their house. So it's like that. And then at the end, there's a big ninja fight with the kids. Rocky, so Tum Tum, and Colt are the names of the kids. Wow. God, that's really funny. The 70s had great movies, man. <laughs> Such a different time. I mean, it was Watergate, <laughs> Three Ninjas. <laughs> Acting like Christian lived through Nixon. <laughs> oh, man. I did that. Me and me and Nick Callis watched like five, six years ago now, watched War of the Worlds. Yeah. And like Alien, Tom Cruise. Yeah, we ripped that movie apart because it's not a good movie (laughs) in any way at all. It was such a funny, 
Like when you start, when you watch a movie like that that you haven't seen since you were like 15, 16, whenever it came out, um, I mean, it was a little old. I don't really remember. I just remember that was one of those movies that like everybody talked about. Then you went to go to the theater to see it and everybody left. But I don't know. It's like you just kind of like left it going like, oh, yeah, that was good, right? Yeah, it was a good yeah. Friday night movie. But that yeah, was yeah. That's one like you, that doesn't uh, – it tries to be the movie movie and it doesn't quite hit it. You know what I mean? Uh, so that's like Armageddon is the movie movie, but it fucking home runs it. Whereas yeah. that one was trying, but it just was like – it ended up being pretty good. I just it was terrible when we watched it. Like yeah. there was so much stuff that just completely and it. But it's like having those moments to like watch a movie like that and just to make fun of it with a friend is honestly one of the most fun things you can do. Mm-hmm. That is true. That is true. That's why you know adulthood is sad as you watch movies with friends less. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I know. There should be like a rewatchables podcast, but for bad movies and just like go th- like just make fun of every little part of it. Yeah. Well, it's mystery science theater. Yeah. And many other things. <laughs> How did this get made? There's that's not literally a, that's thousands not... of podcasts like that. Is there? <laughs> There's a lot. <laughs> Fuck. It's too late. They spoiled again. They need a podcast where it's like a kind of old grizzled comedian interviewing other comedians <laughs> yeah. in, in his garage and apologizing. You know. We really need a podcast for men, you know, like yeah. have a real strong guy kind of host it who like loves MMA and like, you know, like yeah. guy shit. <laughs> yeah. And he has Talk controversial about. people on. Yeah. Yeah. It's fucking just, you know, rile things up. Oh, man. Yeah. But that's so funny. I think that's a good place to wrap it up then. Yeah. Go raise there. your kid. Yeah. We did it. Yeah. I do have to. <laughs> Not Christian. Raise. All the people listening. Fuck, I have five minutes to raise. I have five minutes to raise them. Guys, where are you gonna be? What are you gonna do? Where are you gonna be? Go rig. Come see me. Come come see me at the comic strip live in Manhattan on the twentieth and the twenty seventh of July at eight pm. Are the shows? It's gonna be a blast. Um, You can get tickets on the website comicstriplive.com. Um, and subscribe to my YouTube channel, uh, Nick Whitmer. Uh, Christian, go. ChristianDuranComedy.com for all your Christian Duran needs. King Latifah, my album, my stand-up comedy debut, streaming on all streaming platforms, Spotify, Google Play, iTunes, all that stuff. I neglect to say Google Play, but a lot of people have it. So listen to that. All right. And uh, you know, everyone, pick up your Brett coin. There's been some uh, developments behind the scenes on it, and hopefully I get to share some pretty crazy news regarding it soon. Oh, what a tease. (laughs) Excellent. Well, from Christian Wit and Mystery. That's uh, (laughs) Just so you know, I started the podcast as... Mind free, and then halfway through, <laughs> oh, I and I changed that. it to mystery since we had our cutout, yeah. and they're like the same person basically. All right, see you next week, guys. Bye. Cheers.